morning, good morning, good morning. How are you today? I want to say welcome collaborators. And I also want to say thank you for the podcast listeners. And if you are watching on YouTube, which by the way, I do want to tell y'all, we've been doing some fancy pants stuff with the videos on YouTube. So check them out, subscribe and like, so you can get an alert anytime I'm on the YouTube live. But anyways, um, let me know who you are and where you're watching from. If you're watching on the repeat, please do hashtag repeat. repeat. And again, my name is Latasha Martin, and I'm excited to bring this motivational moment in the morning with a biblical foundation. And today's message is called doing too much, doing too much. And so let us go ahead and open with a word of prayer. Then we'll jump into this message today. Hopefully it will make you giggle and then correct giggle and correct. So dear God, we love you today so much for reminding us when you do these heart examinations of where the motivation is, of why and how we do things, Lord. And so today I pray that um, anyone who hears this message under the sound of my voice that realizes that maybe they're too doing too much and it's blocking the blessing, I pray that their eyes are open, not because of just my testimony, but because of how you are revealing yourself in the word. And so I pray that they will go back into this scripture that comes out of the book of Matthew. They read it for themselves and dive deeper into it and allow you to do what you do with your word, which is to cut going in and cut coming out. But then we are transformed by the awareness of what you're showing us in your word. And so, Lord, I love you. I praise you and I give you the highest praise today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. So this is one of those messages that I'd like for you to share and like and invite people in. It's called doing too much. Now, the first place I want to start is from the perspective of a parent. And so you can let me know if you are one of these people because I'm not anymore. Good morning, Idolin. I used to be one of these people that in the morning, I mean, every Christmas, Oh, actually, let me back up a little bit. When I was in college, I didn't have a lot of money. So what I would do, and I also worked retail and I worked a lot of hours because you could get a lot of overtime in retail. So I started this habit when I was working retail way back in college, which is I wouldn't do Christmas shopping until a couple of days before Christmas. And at the time I was single, didn't have any kids. So I would take my check, go into the mall when it was usually just me and some men walking around confused about what gift should we get our wife. And I would just get all my shopping done at the last minute. Then as I grew older, I got married, had kids. I actually kept that behavior moving into an adult. And so what would happen is I would go crazy the day before Christmas or two days before Christmas for my kids. I'd buy all these gifts. Yeah, I would buy so many gifts. It was just ridiculous. And then this is what happens. I buy gifts for my kids. I buy gifts for my husband. I buy gifts for my loved ones. And then the morning of Christmas would arise and the kids would tear open so much stuff And then they'd only wind up playing with one or two things, the one or two things that they asked for, the one or two things that they asked for. And so then after all of the excitement was over where we've opened the gifts, now I'm frustrated Christmas evening because I'm like, y'all didn't even appreciate all the things that I went through to make sure that this Christmas was special for you. Anyone else out there? Is it just me? Give me a number one or some hearts if that's you. If you ever felt like you prepared for Christmas, you went all out and the people that you did it for didn't have the response or the reaction that you anticipated. Now let's roll forward with some other areas. Have you ever prepared a surprise for somebody? Well, you were all excited 
Maybe you were in a store, maybe you were somewhere and you bought something and you were so excited because you thought about a person and then you went all out and you got all these all this stuff for this person and then you brought it to them and you wanted to surprise them only to find out, good morning, Shannon, only to find out that when you give them the gift, you don't get the reaction that you expected. So, so these are the two times where I, I would say the message is we're doing too much. And one of the things that God actually helped me to see Really clearly yesterday, as I was actually talking to Shannon, I was describing some scenarios and I was just like, I just wanted to do all of this stuff. And what I realized is that in my attempt of doing all the stuff, I had missed the point. So let's go into our scripture today. Our scripture comes out of Matthew and it is the 15th chapter. It starts at the 10th verse going to the 20th verse and they're not very long verses. So it won't take me that long to get through this information. But what I want you to recognize when you're looking at this book in the Bible where it is Matthew 15, starting at the 10th verse. Oh, you know what? This doesn't look right. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on one moment. This does not look right. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Oh, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Okay. So we are going to Matthew, the 15th chapter, starting in the 10th verse. It says, Jesus called out to the crowd to him and said, listen and understand what goes into a man's mouth does not make him unclean, but what comes out of his mouth, that is what makes him unclean. The disciples came to him and asked, do you not know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard this? He replied, every plant that my heavenly father does, has planted will not be pulled up by the roots. Leave them. They are blind guides. If the blind leads the blind, blind man, both will fail and fall into a pit. And Peter explained, the, Peter said, explain the parable to us. And then, then Jesus says, are you still so dull? Jesus asked. Don't you see that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and then out of the body? But the things that come out of the mouth come from the heart. And these make a man unclean. For out of the heart comes evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, slander. These are what make a man unclean. But eating with unwashed hands does not make him unclean. So let me break this down for you just a little bit. In this particular situation, it is the Pharisees and the Pharisees had this whole idea. And even right now, there is some traditions that are you eat unclean or clean food. And so if you eat the unclean food, it is almost as if you're like violating and you're not showing a, a true example of your faith because you're eating unclean food. And what Jesus was saying is it's not about the food. Like, so that process of when you take food in, it gets digested and it goes out. However, the things that come out of our mouths are motivated from our heart and our heart has a decision to either be motivated by our faith, meaning that looking at what glorifies God or the motivation of our heart comes from our flesh. And if we're not careful, we can wind up doing too much, doing too much and focusing on the wrong things. So let me break this down to you just a little bit more. When I was looking at this text today, I was just like, God, at first I was going to name it, you know, I had a heart exam. And what God was showing me through this scripture is even the Pharisees were missing the point of what Jesus was saying. 
then Peter was asking for a further discussion. I'm sorry, the disciples were asking and Peter was asking for a further description because sometimes we miss the point of what's going on and it takes time. It takes multiple examples. So let me go back to my example that I'm learning more with my clients every single day. I'm learning with my children every single day. I'm learning in relationships. This is why it's good to have authentic conversations, heart conversations, because the thing is you could have the best intentions in the world, but if it's not what the person needs, then you're doing too much. And what Jesus was showing the disciples right there is that you're looking at this wrong and people are doing too much. They're focusing on the wrong things. They're focusing on what comes into the body versus the words that come out of the body. And so when I was reading this text today, the way that God was breaking it down for me, and this is what he was saying is, and I actually had to learn this more in consulting because I've shifted from working with really big companies where I'm working with smaller entities, which has been very exciting for me, or I'm working with individuals. And this is the teaching that God gave me today about Latasha doing too much. Because as I mentioned before, like my core thing yesterday, speaking, ter- speaking, teaching, serving, and giving, the only way I can teach, the only way I can effectively serve is I need to meet people where they are and give them what they need. Listen to that. The only way you can serve well is to meet people where they are and serve them for what they need. And so the first thing that God was challenging me on is some of us, if we feel like we're doing too much and we keep getting frustrated with people, we need to stop getting frustrated with them. We need to start asking God some questions. And the first question we should ask God is this, ask God to reveal your heart because maybe you need help and the person you're trying to help, you can't help them until you get the help that you need. Uh Uh-oh. I don't know that we want to hear that. We might lose people on that one. When we ask God to reveal to us our heart, maybe we need the help and they don't. Now, here's the thing. In the particular scenario that I'm describing that I had this conversation, my heart I felt was in the right place. But God revealed to me after the first disappointment, Latasha, you need to do a heart check. And I'm like, okay, God, I'm doing a heart check. But a thorough heart exam is not just putting that scope on your heart and checking the pulse rate. It's going in and doing some deep exploration. You see, some things just can't be checked with that. I don't even know what it's called. Is it a stethoscope that they put on your heart and they say, okay, well, your heartbeat is good. It looks good. But as you go deeper into the examination, you might realize when they go to do a full exam and they do some x-rays, they might say, oh, your arteries are a little clogged. You need to eat different. Oh, this, that. And what God was showing me was a theme on even with the good intentions of my heart. When I took a deeper dive, what I was saying is, I want this for them. And God is saying, you're doing too much. Doing too much, Latasha. You need to do the second thing is focus on the thing that they want to accomplish, not the thing you think they deserve. Hear that, because it doesn't sound bad until you dive deeper in what I just said. When you ask God to reveal your heart and you recognize what's going on, you need to focus on the thing that they want, 
and not the desire that you have for them. Hear that. That is servant leadership. That is how effective people can move people at all levels in an organization, how nonprofits move people to action because they focus on the thing that the consumer needs, that the volunteer needs, and not the thing that they think they deserve because what they recognize is through the process, through the process, if your heart is truly about serving, it's meeting someone where they are, not frustrating them with your ambitions. Hear that. So the third thing that God revealed to me was this. He said, you can't want something more for someone who's not willing to put in the effort. And at first I'm like, no, people put in effort. When I meet people where they are, they put in effort. And this is what God had to share with me for the last thing. I see you, precious. Good morning. It says, you can see something in somebody, but they're not ready technically or mentally. So the frustration that they give, they tap out because you trying to help is overwhelming. It's frustrating. They feel like they're failing. You feel like you're failing and everybody's mad and we can't get to the destination because it's, it's frustration that's going on. You feeling frustrated with them. They're feeling disappointed because they feel like they're failing you. It's all kinds of stuff that's happening. But what's not happening is what God wants to happen, which is think about Jesus. Even in that moment, in this Matthew 15, dude, I keep calling Jesus dude. Jesus had to literally use multiple parables for the disciples, Peter, his road dog, the one has been there from the beginning for him to even get it. Because they were in the same scenario, looking at the same actions, having a different response. And Jesus, as the servant leader, said, I have to break it down until the people who need to get it can get it. Some of us are frustrated and stay frustrated because we're doing too much. We're not meeting people where they really, really are because maybe we've made assumptions about what we believe should be true about that person versus letting them know that if they're believers, the same God we listen to is the same God that they have the ability to hear from. And the lesson for you might be, how do you, Latasha, become a better teacher, server, gift and giver, and, and, and doing all these things? How do you minister more effectively? You do it by understanding what's going on with your heart. And then where do you need to focus on the thing? Not the thing you want, but the thing that they need. So that as they continue to hear and God can speak to them as he's speaking to you, then God is glorified because the thing is being accomplished, which is the glorification of God and your understanding of meeting somebody where they are and God's glorification with them because they're getting what they need at that moment. So why does this make sense? It makes sense because we serve a God of order. Think about when God says, when we become, when we first accept Jesus into our hearts, 
we are we are nurtured on milk, just like a brand new baby. You wouldn't have a brand new baby and after they've been with you for a few weeks, then just plop a steak dinner in front of the baby. You just wouldn't. You just wouldn't because it wouldn't make sense to you. And some of us are looking at what we see and we make assumptions based on what we see. So for example, sometimes in the church world, we get frustrated because we're like, Sister Jones has been in the church for the last 50 million years and she is 84 years old. She should know better. She should know that. Well, let's not do that. Because what we don't know is Sister Jones's relationship with Christ. All we see are behaviors. And just like I was sharing in the beginning of this message, when I was single and I would shop at the last minute and I would get the Christmas gifts and I would get disappointed or I wasn't so disappointed because I was just dealing with adults and so they were okay. And when I had my kids, it was fine before they could speak. But as they got older, if I really wanted an effective Christmas, I had to spend some time getting to know, well, what do my kids really want for Christmas? Because at the end of the day, it is really about celebrating the birth of Jesus. Latasha, well, how do you know you were doing too much? Because one Christmas, we just didn't have it. And let me tell you what I did. I was like, I let them know. I said, listen, y'all, we don't have it. I'm not buying nothing for Christmas. I told my friends and family I wasn't buying anything for Christmas. And everybody thought I was the worst parent in the world because I didn't. And that day at Christmas, when we had nothing under the tree, I made a dinner, I made breakfast, and I sat with my kids and I said, are y'all disappointed? And you know what they said? They said, nah, Christmas ain't about gifts. Listen to that message. Christmas is not about gifts and I'm glad you cooked, mom. You let us know you weren't getting them so we we didn't expect anything. But do you see how I could have went all the way to the left doing too much, spending money I didn't have on a day that represented something different than what the gifts were, Doing too much for what? That wasn't even the thing. So let me recap the things from the message today and I'm gonna close out. If you're doing too much, these are the questions that you may need to ask. The first one is ask God to reveal your heart because maybe you need the help. Number two, focus on the thing that they want and not the thing that you think they deserve. And number three, you cannot want or push people beyond where they are at that moment. Meet them where they are and serve well in an excellence for what they need at that moment and gradually go to the place that the Holy Spirit is guiding you to. Because that is how you serve well. That is how you can do things like like Jesus did, where he took the time to break it down so that everyone could understand the message he was trying to communicate. So I wanna encourage you today to go back to this Matthew 15th chapter from the 10th to the 20th verse. If you're new to the Bible, I would encourage you to read other commentaries, other translations. I come out of the NIV translation, but read the message Bible, read the life application with the study notes so it can break it down for you. 
and help you to understand what it means when God, when Jesus was explaining how the Pharisees, he wasn't even worrying about them. He was worrying about making sure that the disciple, that Peter got it. So that we're no longer frustrated. Remember, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results. Good morning, Tamala. And that's not the way that God is glorified. We need to make sure that if we truly want to be disciples, we really want to have ministries that celebrate who God is, that we meet people where they are. We do for them what God is instructing us to open our ears and to meet them and to serve well in excellence. And there is something that says, do not despite small beginnings. Do not despite small beginnings, because if you're frustrated, it could only it could be because you're just doing too much. Dear God, we thank you today for reminding us of the importance of to serve well is to love people, love people how they are and where they are. Dear God, I pray that this message today, it inspired somebody to say, you know what? I'm getting frustrated with Joan. I'm getting frustrated with Susie. I'm getting frustrated with Matthew. I'm getting frustrated with Bob. And maybe I need to go have God reveal some things to my heart. And I pray God, as you are revealing it to their hearts that you can bring to their remembrance, why that needs to be corrected. How it doesn't glorify God if we're constantly in conflict and in frustration with one another. Lord Jesus, I pray today that anyone under the sound of my voice who doesn't understand who you are and the peace beyond all understanding that you can provide when we receive you into our lives. It doesn't mean that it's easy, but it means that we have a clear way. And so, God, I pray today, I pray that anyone under the sound of my voice who does not know you, will be curious enough to just seek out who you are. And if they don't know much gospel, they just say, Jesus, I need your help. And then I pray that you send people to them. If they want to reach out to me, they can. But know that we are better together. We will not be deceived by the enemy, that he takes us on tangents and has us focusing on the wrong things and we're frustrated. And our faith isn't strong because we're so upset with things that we can't even control with people and situations. God, I pray that we are reminded that the joy of the Lord is our strength. That the joy of the Lord is our strength. Dear God, I thank you for new, fresh anointing on the word that has been consistent for years. Lord, we thank you. We praise you. We give all of our lives to you. Our yes is on the table so that your will can be done. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Have a great day, everybody. God bless. Love you.